Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA.
to be with our event tonight on the block, the Black Party. Uh, we have all these citizens that have been out here with us tonight. It's been amazing throughout the entire day. And so we thank everybody for tuning in. So I will tune back in in 45 minutes. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. This is a national health alert from the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one has diabetes, listen closely. Now, regardless of your age, if you have insurance, you may qualify to receive diabetic testing supplies with little to no out-of-pocket costs. Get free delivery, free information, and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers for free. Call the 24-7 Diabetic Health Hotline now for details. But wait, there's more. If you call right now, you could get a free meter upgrade. In addition, we'll give you a free pedometer as our special gift to you. We have knee, back, and other braces available, as well as pharmacy services. Regardless of your age, if you suffer with diabetes and you have insurance, we can help. 888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-303-9136-888-
uh, but we still need a law. We need a law to hold law uh, uh, officers uh, accountable uh, for if you see something, say something. Uh, we need a law to uh, ban truck holes. We need a law to uh, move expeditiously uh, to uh, fire on the spot instead of letting these officers move from one city to another city or another state to another state without being held yeah. accountable. So we need law. Absolutely. That's right. And I'm I'm really glad that you keep pushing that because just nothing nothing is going to really matter until we get into law that the standard operating procedure is that cops aren't allowed to do bad behavior in one area and just move and be a cop somewhere else and you know, that accountability just is absent. You know, no, no reforms, unless they are written as law and practiced consistently, are going to matter. So I'm just, I'm really happy that you keep pushing that. Um, and Mr. Arthur Fleming is on with us. Let me open up his line. Welcome, Arthur. How are you? Hello there. Hello there. How you doing? Wonderful. Doing great. Doing great. We lost Dr. McKellar, but we're going to hold down the fort until she is back on. And I believe Dr. Hagney is on. Yes. Hello. How's everybody doing? Welcome. Doing great. How are you? Oh, just fine. Awesome. Do you have any updates for us on the COVID front or anything else that you'd like to bring to the table this evening? Um, Well, we we had a Zoom meeting today, and, of course, you know, Discussion with the uh, with the uh, Johnson Johnson and the vaccine back on board, but there's as we discussed and I uh, zooming there, there's going to be need for a, a lot of information because the, uh, the to re-educate the public to a certain extent because there is a major enormous uh, lack of uh, participation. So we're going to work on that. We talked about that. We have to really press with good, accurate information. Uh, because you'll have a lot of <clears throat> unaccurate information with, with the Johnson uh, vaccine. So it's going to be very important. We're going to uh, get out there and get information, disseminate that information to the public because uh, there's also a hesitancy occurring with the second vaccine that's being reported. Yeah. So uh, that, that's it. so it's going to be a real issue to uh, address all those fronts. But, but being consistent with factual information about the uh, vaccine will be important. And also the impact on on the community. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting the next uh, week or so. Just uh, we have to turn this around uh, because we must get the vaccination vaccinations out. Yes, absolutely. And you know, in, interestingly enough, um, I think you know everybody on this air probably knows me well enough to know by now that you know I'm a strong advocate for everybody getting vaccinated. Um, you know, I, I try to stay informed. I try to, to keep people around me informed. And even my oldest daughter, who's 26, is afraid to get the vaccine because of some nonsense that she saw on Facebook about fertility. I have showed her the information to debunk uh, that specific mm-hmm. piece of disinformation, and she mm-hmm. is still afraid. So it's it, anybody – it can be afraid and hesitant. Um, you know, this isn't about, you know, us on this line. 
calling anybody else, you know, names mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. or down talking to anyone. Any person can see that there's so much misinformation out there. Anybody, no matter how educated you may be, no matter, uh, you know, how, how informed you are in other areas, mm-hmm. anybody can see something that can scare them. And we had for such a long time, right from the top, politicization of this Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that really exacerbated the fear. So um, there's no judgment here, uh, you know, from us. We just want everybody out there to, you know, please take the right information. It really is a matter of your health um, and life Mm -hmm. or death in so Mm -hmm. many cases. So we just want everybody Mm -hmm. out there to understand (laughs) that we get it. It, Anybody can can become frightened. well, why don't they? Yes. Why don't they take? Uh, because I haven't seen any public service announcements a lot. You know, it's trying to educate nobody. Uh, but why don't they take pictures of Donald Trump? He was, you know, you, you know when he went to the hospital, and he was riding <laughs> around the parking lot. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and then they need to say he took the shot. Right. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Why, why don't they have him? Why don't they have him in commercials? Uh, you, you, you know, I mean, just have him and then tell people he took the shot and he said, "Now don't take it." I mean, I mean, right. why aren't they being more aggressive? <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And us, you know, it, we're, we're we're partnering with uh, a, a pastor group our organization here to work with Dr. Hayes is working that he was on that Zoom. Uh, they're gonna have a they're, they're gonna have a Zoom on the twenty ninth. Uh, what we found the role of the, the pastors and churches been very significant in our success. Uh, so we really need to work to get the pastors on board and the pastors uh, reach out and get involved, you know, with our community. So we're going to really need the pastors to help us identify individuals, get the word out, uh, and that, this group work with them. I think it'll be very good to do that. And they're going to have a Zoom meeting on the uh, 29th. Uh, getting pastors here in the East Texas area uh, to address some of those issues and role they can play in the community, in particular what we're talking about now, the need to get the virus. And uh, they're going to be in all of the scope. That's why we need to really get a hand on this now. Because in the fall, we'll have, we'll, we'll think about, you know, how the students getting back in school. That's going to be another issue. So we really need to get on top of this now. Right. And you mentioned, um, hesitancy for people coming back to get their second shot. So just to mm-hmm. be really clear with everybody out there, if you have, there's only one vaccine that's a one-shot vaccine. The rest of them are two-shot vaccines. If you okay. get the first shot on any of those other three, you are not fully vaccinated. Exactly. So, that's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. We, we discussed that in our Zoom meeting earlier today. Uh, that's because there was a little mis- that's a mis- there was a little misinformation about the uh, one shot being equal to the uh, the Johnson one shot, and that was a little that's a, right. that was a little mis- that was that was misinformation there. People need to understand and the other it comes in two shots. That's the completion. So the comparison would be two shots versus one shot of Johnson Johnson, not one shot mm-hmm. of one and then one shot of Johnson Johnson. So that's that mis- that's right. that misinformation out there that's driving that. So we really going to have to press hard on let people understand you have to have both shots. Yeah. You know, the Johnson or the uh, Moderna and the Pfizer. Right. Absolutely. Because people are 
you know, getting that one shot and then, you know, several cases I've seen reported where, and it's possible for people to be infected immediately after getting both shots. And it, there's a certain little window of time. I think that's less, much less reported than people being infected with COVID uh, really soon after that first shot. So, you know, I think people see information that, oh, you know, your chances might be a little less of getting mm-hmm. it if, if you at mm-hmm. least have that one shot. But there's also right. um, some cases out there that, you know, if you get hit with it, you might get hit a little harder if you get it after that first shot. Or, you know, I mean, we just, there's, there are some things that are unknown. It's different for mm-hmm. every person. The bottom exactly. line is it's just like when you take your child to get a shot and then you take them back to get a booster. They are not mm-hmm. fully vaccinated without the booster. It's the same deal here. Exactly, exactly. And that's a good point. People can relate to uh, and so What I'm telling folks is this. Hey, what I'm telling folks is this. It, the, the, you know, why they should get the shot. You know, the ones that's afraid about, you know, different, you know, uh, Johnson Johnson. I said, look, we know uh, almost 600,000 folks died from COVID, probably more than that, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know that. Now, now, how many people have died from the vaccine? And I'm just saying yeah. the number. So so, 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 so if you're going to take a chance, which way are you going to go? Now, of course, one person said, yeah but, yeah, but later on, I said, if you get COVID, later on, you have what they call long haul. It ain't right. over once you get over it. That's right. You know, right. you know, they don't know, you know, they don't know stuff about that either. So, you know, really, mm-hmm. you know, folks, you know, folks been scared into those positions. So, I don't know how, mm-hmm. like, so I don't know kind of uh, program y'all got, Doc, to try to work through that. But y'all need to be, you know, like oh, yeah. y'all need to be trying to how to get through that fear uh, jungle or whatever that exactly. is right there. Exactly. Yeah, we talked about that in Zoom earlier. That's gonna be okay. You're really working on that and getting it out. Uh, past the group, uh, and also uh, probably leave for another flyer we have. But yeah, definitely we are. We're gonna be, be full steam ahead on that because not only the second shot that people not coming back, also the other issues with the Johnson Johnson. Yes, well, you're right. We have to really full steam ahead, get the correct information out, and the individual have to really recognize where you get correct information. Because when they go in all these other areas, you're all the negative disgustment. That's and so with the good they now CDC they have some good uh, info with the two kits and everything. And so that's a good source. But I know some people sometimes people are a little concerned about the government information. But that's some good information that C D C uh what they call a two box. Well right. well you have to go and fight the Eddie Fury, you know you know uh uh you guys actually are gonna have to go and, and go up and fight against those these any vaxxer organizations because they were already in place so this happened. Now yep. they didn't organize yep. like an army. Y'all need to go and be dealing with them, uh, seeing what they're doing, see what y'all need to do to undo what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. because, that's where, because that's where y'all fight at as far as that yep. jungle thing I'm telling you about. Y'all need to go and, uh, you know, get with them because that's where the, the, the bad information is coming from. Exactly. Exactly. You, that's, a, that's an excellent point. We need to. We do really need to focus on that. Combat, like you said, that bad information. Go head on head with them. And I'll talk to our committee about that because we need to. Like it, it, it's really, like I say, it's a two prong attack now. Uh, those who just get, but also those who are all the misinformation. So you're right. We need to really target more what they're saying, and you know, go after them also in discussions. 
but yes, it's going to be uphill battle. But we, we, you know, working you know, plus we have the relationship we building building in the community, and that's that trust factor. We are having people calling us about what we're doing. Organization want to partner with us, so we have to continue doing that. And all the organizations, uh, we need to partner with them, uh, and. And so come along, I don't want to be the uh, NAACP groups, the uh, Democratic groups, and all those groups. Uh, we need to really partner more with them, all the sorority uh, fraternities. Also, we're looking at a couple of colleges for the students and everything. So you, you're right, it's, it's, it's going to be a full front attack on everybody to be able to you know, keep, keep this out going, keep the, you know, the continuity that we have that's going. Excellent. Excellent. And oh, first sergeant. I think first sergeant just came on, but he just his call just dropped. So never mind. I was going to open that line. First sergeant, if you're listening online, call back in. Okay. Um, okay. So is uh, is there any any other issues we want to cover on COVID before we move on to a topic that I was just reading about earlier? Okay. No. Okay. Okay. Um, I was reading earlier about uh, Merrick Garland, our new attorney general, is opening an investigation. And this sort of, I don't mean to jump all over the place, but this sort of goes along with what Pastor Cooper was um, talking about uh, in his opening about police reform. Merrick Garland, attorney general, is opening an investigation into my hometown's police department, Louisville Metro Police, uh, sparked by the shooting and killing of Breonna Taylor. So I thought that was really good good news because we know that the Justice Department for four years under Donald Trump ignored and shut down uh, a lot of investigations into a lot of really problematic police departments, uh, cut off consent decrees that we had going with, I know, uh, the Cleveland Police Department, uh, Ferguson Police Department, um, just to name a few. So uh, to me, this is sort of really, really good news and putting their money where their mouth is when I think back to President Biden's inauguration speech. He said a lot of things that sounded pretty impressive, and we've been waiting to see when is this going to start, you know, when are we going to start seeing the fruits of that? And it looks like maybe we're starting to see some of that. And I think this is, uh, for the Justice Department, a step in the right direction. Anybody want to dialogue on that? Oh, absolutely. I'll I jump in there. Um, you know, this goes all the way back when uh, President Biden, then Vice President Biden, worked with uh, President Obama. And I think it was in Philadelphia, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. where they were doing mm-hmm. some police reform. And now they're That's using right. the words uh, defund. Uh, but a lot of people don't understand is that we're not going to use their, um, I call it, um, heightened wording of defunding. What we need to do is actually uh, increase funding for the police department because we need to deal with mental illness. We need to deal with other issues mm-hmm. that comes along with the police mm-hmm. department, and because labor is one number one cost when it comes to uh, policing. So, no one's talking about defunding. We're actually talking about giving it more money and, and, and expanding the base of it. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, yeah. Excellent, excellent point. And you know, um, 
also, oh, go ahead. Did somebody else? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, remember now, when I, when I say uh, remember, defunding the police, basically, that, I mean, that whole thing basically comes from the fact that, you know, what folks are saying is that the current system that grew out of the slave patrols yes. must be disbanded. I mean, you can't you can't keep doing the same thing, expect a different result. So it's going to have to go. And what they're and so what they're talking about really is uh, is a reimagining uh, of policing and, yeah. and 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 separating the category. Right now, and, and it's not the police fault that that, that they've been sent out on mental health situations. Now the other stuff, all this shooting, that's another issue. But I'm saying they've been in position a lot of times uh, that they shouldn't even you know be there. And so uh, what we're saying is like like Mike is saying, add more money redirect money, you know, so police can go and fight crimes and stuff like that. You know, yeah. right now the system's set up where, where, I mean, our communities, our lives are being policed. It's like, it's almost like being in the prison, but you ain't in the prison, but you're kind of in the prison. So, you know, and so that's the way we have to roll like that. And so that means that they're, you know, all this stopping and searching and, and, you know, just harassing basically our lives. You know, which you know, which creates crime, and so yeah. again, you know, we need to reimagine policing. You know what policing is. The current system will have to be changed. If it's changed, then it's going to be, you know, the, you know, America ain't going to do too well. That's all I got to say. Right. Mm. Well, we're we're well, stuck. Back to na- neighborhood uh, policing. Uh, you know, we, we yeah. always joke about Mayberry and Barney Fire and the one bullet. But think about what Barney Fire and, and, and the sheriff did, uh, even in the little crazy town. They walked walked the uh, streets. Uh, they went to the barber shop. They knew the community, you know. And so we have to also come up with uh, incentives in order to, because I understand it's against the law, to uh, punish someone for not living in their own community. But when you go into these rural areas, like I'm in Beaumont, Texas, okay. I got rural areas around me: Bader, Texas, Lumberton, Texas, Jasper, Texas. Those police officers live in their communities, but yet yeah. the ones that's in Bridge City, Fort Nations, they come into my community in the urban area, and they're policing. So that no yeah. one knows who they are. They didn't go to high school with these kids. They don't know these kids. They don't know their parents. You know, you police different. I mean, when you look at the insurrection January 6th, <laughs> th- those, those guards and, and officers treated the folks that were so-called patriots as if they were friends right. and neighbors. I mean, so I, all I'm saying is that I, I want the same activity level when it comes to policing with us. I mean, I, I get videos all the time because I'm president of NAACP. And um, what, what, what happens is that um, they show me these videos with my Caucasian brothers that's asking questions when they get pulled over, that's being uh, aggressive yeah. towards the police officers. Uh, the hands are not on the steering wheel. I mean, and I'm not telling anybody to try that. Yeah. I'm just saying that there's mm-hmm. different standards when it comes. We just dealt with uh, the Brown family. They're protesting tonight. They had 20 seconds of the video released, and they're saying that this uh, police officer murdered this young man. Now, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. led up to that, I mean, uh, if you miss a court date or you miss a court appearance, it doesn't mean that you should lose your life. I, I'm just saying, mm-hmm. treat them all the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. Well, look here. Basically, what they need to do is they need to just leave black folks alone and let them go, go on down the street where they was going. Why you got, you know, right. you know why you got to stop every black person that you don't like, that don't look like you think that'll look, and then you're going to go mm-hmm. stop them. I mean, really? Mm-hmm. And then most of the time, what, 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 you know, most of the time, these people that be doing a stopping, they scare the black people. Now you scare mm-hmm. me, yeah. and then you're stopping me. Now I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. Yeah. I was right. asking, what do you all think about the idea? About building a relationship? For example, uh, some kind of like a local meeting with the uh, police department with community people, because these guys seem to be already uptight. They see a black friend ready to shoot. Is there, is there something, mm-hmm. some kind of relationship discussion? Uh, I mean, you sir, know, sir, um, a, a sir, local look, meeting with the. Mm-hmm. Sir, sir, look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, now you know communities. Yeah, we got police and dude boys stuff. Yeah, we do all that. Mm-hmm. But but but, you, but but the system that you operate in, mm-hmm. I don't care what you right. put in it. I don't mm-hmm. what you put right. in it. It, 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 mm-hmm. it. it ain't gonna come out like like mm-hmm. you want it to come out because mm-hmm. it's a system that grew out of slave control. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Why, oh, yeah. Well, you, know, you know, no matter what police department you're talking about, they feel their job is to police black people's bodies. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like sit around watching you to see what you yeah. do or what you don't do. And then you got a citizenry that feels so empowered that they can call yeah. uh, police on you for looking wrong. So yeah. I'm just saying yeah. that's yeah. a system that I don't care how much talking you're doing to the police mm-hmm. in, the, in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you got oh, people we... coming from Bider, like you said, mm-hmm. coming up here at Third Ward, right. uh, mm-hmm. a, a policing, hey, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. You know, mm-hmm. talk to right. the community well, that, you know, them meeting like mm-hmm. what you're talking about, they ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, we begin to see that same thing. You know, I was telling someone else, we're, we're fighting uh, octopus uh, yeah. because we see that same uh, example that you just mentioned from slavery. We see that in healthcare. The disparity we see in That's healthcare right. grew out of slavery. And, and, and yeah, we ain't got good healthcare since slavery ended. We ain't got good healthcare well, since slavery well, ended, huh? Well, well, it's never been what we thought it was, and it never is. If you look at the, the equity and look at the disparity, see, like I said earlier, you can see the same pattern you see in criminal justice in health care. Because, for example, I'll give you a class example, the, the idea that blacks can, uh, can withstand pain more. That's sort of out yes. of place. You, know, you look right. at the history of that, when the first young ladies, they didn't even give young ladies, black ladies anesthesia. And some of the procedures because okay. they can see more pain. So what we see currently in our health care system now goes back to what was exposed in, in slavery. So, so right. when I say we're fighting this octopus, we deal with one leg on octopus. We had to deal, we had to cut all the legs off of octopus. That's because when, you, we, when we deal with one leg, why is something repeating after several years? Because the leg has grown back. So we just can't yeah. address one issue. We got to cut all the legs off the octopus. Yes. Education, healthcare, uh, yes. criminal justice—you name it. You can trace it all back to slavery. But we, what we do, we attack each one of them individually. We have to attack all of them uh, together. That's right. why a lot of elect—I'm telling people—you shouldn't elect anybody that knows anything about healthcare. So that's right. what I'm telling them. You know, and, uh, candidates come, ask them about healthcare. I don't care what position you run for. You need to understand healthcare. And so that's right. and so that's adding that other leg to someone because we see what happened. 
when you let let individuals have no knowledge in healthcare. We're experiencing that now. Right. But so yeah, we have to we have to catch all those at the same time, not just focus on one inspector and then it's gonna repeat. Mm-hmm. And again, having worked in the healthcare system as an entrepreneur, the healthcare system has always been racist, just like all the rest of the systems. Mm-hmm. You know, like I talked to a lot of the, you know, they did blind studies about it, and, and I like to tell, and, and I tell black women all the time. I say, you know, I say now because because when a black woman goes, she gets the worst care. I said, you know, when they get to the doctor, doctor, you know, doctor, don't, you know, don't listen to him. I like he don't want to put his hand on him or whatever. And mm-hmm. I told him, I said, I said, yeah, I said, that's what they do. Like, like, uh, like now, the nighttime comes, they got the hands all yeah. on you. Well, go well, to the doctor. You know, they like they don't know. See, one thing we stand with the task no force. We identifying areas that we need to develop uh, black entrepreneurs. We know the disparity in healthcare will not improve until we have more black healthcare workers in the system. So, therefore, I know, you know as we start in clinics, we have to, we can't expect to uh, play in our neighbor's backyard when when he's when we start winning the majority marbles. Marble, all he's going to do is change the rules. So, we, we need to develop more clinics, uh, more black physicians. This is what um, this is what um, Karen and everybody recognizes. So, all what kind of practice do you have, need, Doc? Don't all pharmacy. Do you, you have a regular practice, or you have a clinic? All, all, all pharmacy. My, my, all my pharmacy. Expertise, all pharmacy. Yes. Okay. And so, therefore, okay. we have to get more uh, individuals. Well, the, see, a lot of studies have shown what happened in med school because the average medical student is not interacting with that community until they intern in a hospital. So, therefore, that's why you have the response you had in, in when you go to the doctor. So we just need to work on developing more uh, of our people in healthcare. They all they all don't have to be positioned in there. There are nurse practitioners. There are a lot of other people. There are a lot of other areas we can address our health issues in our community without going to the established system. We talk. That's why we're looking at uh, the food deserts with one of our components. We recognize that we have a person on our committee from agriculture. Our next big project is I don't believe in food deserts. So we're we're developing a, a program where we can start addressing the issue of food deserts because when we look at nutrition and health, that's a major component uh, in healthcare. Yeah. So we have to be able to look at don't expect uh, self ideas there's a food desert when people grow vegetables and no high and it's going to be a whole major project. So that's going to that's that issue. So again, it's not, it's not, you got to you got you got to all this and to to make a, to be effective. So yes, and so that's what we're doing. And we're finding it out with the task force. All it was the educational bill. We are looking at a post-up college back uh, program in October because we think about this lost generation in education. So, so all that the education component, the healthcare component, and also we're looking at criminal justice later on. But those are two areas you're initially looking at. So we got to hey, take this from all faces. Yes, sir. Doug, you talking about a food desert? Uh, hmm. You talking about how to how how, how to uh, how do you how do you resolve food deserts? What, what's your basic idea about that? Because I got one also. That, okay, that's all first, you know, well, like here in Texas, I said, you know, here in East Texas, no excuse for a food desert, for example. And so to address that, uh, what, uh, what to address that is get quality food, right food to a person, and that's where you need your dietitian come on board. And this is where the church is going to play a major role, because right now. If a person, wherever they live, with the new system, these grocery stores, they're little food to your door. Well, what you're going to do, so, uh, I, 
I, I'm kind of, no, I'm trying to see what kind of system you got. What you gonna set up? Or what you gonna set up? A market at a church? Or how, how you gonna oh, yeah, move to the church? The church. Well, that you know, the role of the church would be you help people to that's the driving program. If you have members of your church and they they need food, and we work with the dietitian, you identify the problem should be ordered. So by that list, you order that. We, we just say any any group. Well, we say Walmart, for example. You, the church can order that, and you can and you have drive and drive and pick up that food from. I'm just going to use. I'm just going to use Walmart and take it to that your member. So 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 there's no excuse any. Wherever a person lives now, you could get the quote, best of quality vegetables or whatever to that person, and that's why you have to use all these systems. Uh, even there are farms, for example, with the uh, one group coming on board, uh, urban farmers. There are a lot of urban farmers could be growing something, and also we can put in there a a, 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 a food market, so you develop that supply. We're going to get the universities involved, the culture universities involved, and so. And the church is involved, so therefore you can actually grow money for the, the small farmer who's growing whatever. Another thing about that, there there's so much. My, my my sister always said, never plant more flowers in your yard than you can eat. So you in your flower beds, you can plant enough in your flower bed to almost sustain you using vegetables and tomatoes and all that type of information. That partner out there, so we're going to take a whole everybody on board with this. I mentioned the grocery stores that deliver, the farmers that grow the product, the whole government who has all this money, grant money we can put in there, and we have the universities could do the research. We have the dietitians that could be there and help identify the proper individuals. Well, 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 look here. Well, oh, 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 okay, that's fine, Doc. But look here. Okay, now if I'm living in a if I'm living in a in a food deserted area, if, mm-hmm. I, if I'm if I'm say say I'm in I'm going old school now. Say I'm in, I'm in West Dallas Project mm-hmm. back in the day because this is actually what it was. Uh, 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 they had food trucks. They had food trucks. What, what do they call them? Store trucks. They had store trucks okay. that came around, and, mm-hmm. and 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 you know folks came out and they bought whatever they wanted to buy because the store was about the actual store was about three miles away. Mm-hmm. And so and so basically and so basically so the store truck came in and so they served up. Uh, you know, a mean for a purpose. Now, 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 when I'm hearing about these food dusting thing, I'm not hearing nobody talking about actually taking the food to the communities and letting them buy it in the community. Well, I mean, I, I'm yeah. hearing about going here and ordering it from there. But, but, I mentioned, but I'm saying, you know, there should be some kind of a, uh, a, a system that you could set up where you could take the food where they can go and, and come out there and buy it, weigh it, and whatever they want to do. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. technologies here. And all that yeah. shit. So I don't. Yeah. I, mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about none of that. Well, I mentioned. I mentioned the uh, farmers market. That's exactly what a farmer market is. We're looking in Thailand. There's a whole area that's unutilized. So we're looking in this whole program where there should be uh, uh, food markets where fresh vegetables would be placed there by local farmers or other groups. And so individuals is all is in their neighborhoods. So those neighborhoods don't have, like South Dallas, or they may not have a grocery store, and just put a farmer's market uh, somewhere in that neighborhood with fresh vegetables that people can go right there and purchase, and also the delivery program. And that's where the churches can work with that also. Yes, bring food, bring outlets right into the neighborhood. So that's what we have in healthcare. In healthcare, they build these beautiful buildings, and they tell you, come to us. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then then yeah. you have transportation needs and all that. Sure, they build these beautiful hospital buildings, but they tell you come to us. So, but see, you got to put the clinics where people are, and you know, with the food, you need to put the food in the community. And also, you can look at some investments to open some of these businesses in some of these small that are specifically food. Because when you talk about entrepreneurship, uh, job mm-hmm. people's jobs and the ex-offenders or drivers and all that. You have a lot of people that come on board. You can create jobs for individuals or, and uh, businesses for individuals. Because a lot of these little small towns, they have all sorts of vacant buildings that could be converted into a, a farmer's market. And you bring fresh mm-hmm. use. Their individual could grow collard greens in her backyard and sell it to the farmer's market. So it could be revenue generated mm-hmm. for now. That's what we're talking about, the young, the, uh, the landowners, black landowners. If you're growing tomatoes, you, one person may grow wallamon, next person may grow cantaloupe, so the next person may grow because collard greens. Yeah, yes, right. Yes. Well, sure. Well, you know, the other point about that, who, who, the agriculture in this country grew on whose back? Exactly. My, my dad's back, my grandfather's back, on our, absolutely. On our, yeah. back, on our back, we know how to grow yeah. We know we, uh, America, America's whole agriculture was built on our back. So why is it we don't know well, how to do it again? Yeah, well, that's right. Y'all can, see, we, we, we brought the sugar cane in in East Texas and then came, found out that it wasn't a sustainable food, so we can't make rice. It, so oh, yeah. and we did that, and, yeah. and then brought, yeah, and then, then brought it back. And uh, you know, we we met a man, and he has, and he needs the workers, and he go. We sharecroppers, and yeah. we took as much as we can eat, brought it to the friends yeah. and family, brought it to the church. So we have to go back to those ways, and it also goes back to exactly. uh, what you were saying earlier about African American women. They're number one in the state of Texas and in the United States to, to die after uh, giving birth. Number one to die. Oh, yeah. So health care is a horrible yeah, thing. So, that, so that's why we're pushing for expand Medicaid, Medicare. Uh, that's why I run for governor. Not not because I want to seat, need a seat. I have a great retirement. Let me tell you all something. I was just telling somebody today. I mean, if I can just stay one place, I can sleep. I've worked maybe three hours a day, if that, uh, hang mm-hmm. out for another four hours and disappear. And I'd be great mm-hmm. for three or four days a week. But I cannot mm-hmm. sit idly by and do nothing when you're talking about these kind of things. And you have Amazon running around here. Some of the tax exactly. incentives that they have to build in Texas, Tesla, now it's coming over here. Toyota and Lexus is coming over here. That's over here now. Uh, you have big San Antonio plant down in uh, San Antonio, 1794 Ranch. So all of these companies, I want to bring those folks in here, and we want to incentivize the people to come in. My dad said this, you teach a man to fish, you eat a lifetime. You give him fish, you eat yeah. one day. So we want to incentivize those folks to start become entrepreneurs and start their own grocery stores. We don't need exactly. HDB and Market Basket and Public exactly. coming in. We exactly. can find the right people and, and – Oh. That's right. Yes, and yeah. train them, work them, and, and, and instead of because got a lot of vacant buildings in South Dallas and that you can put grocery stores or businesses in. So we we've been relying on the system too long. You know, now is the time for us to step out in all these areas. Our, our own stuff. table. That's me and uh, Arthur was talking about. We bring our own table with our own. That's right. Issues. Bring your own table. If you if, if right now we show we can beat someone playing marbles in their backyard, why do we keep playing marbles in someone else's backyard? Because if you if you if you win fifty one percent of the marbles, they're gonna change the rules on you because you're still mm-hmm. in his backyard. Absolutely. So if you can play marbles that way, they're doing it now with voter suppression. They're doing it now with voter well, suppression. Exactly. Yeah. I love what uh, brother, brother Eugene said today. 
uh, he's the uh, uh, president of Brazoria County, and I want to give him credit where credit's due. He said, if you're saying that we have it wrong, well, that means you have it wrong because for the past 20 years, Republicans have been running the state of Texas. So they've oh, yeah. been cheating. They, they've been fraud. <laughs> right. So, I mean, if you have right. to change things and you've been winning, so why are we changing it? That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you mentioned Brazoria County, there was a, part, there was a discussion about we about uh, health care. You know, the Levi Jordan uh, plantation down there, they're going to have a big opening and all that. Everything. I called them actually because, you know, all the, uh, you know, the last place the slave was brought into America was brought into Brazoria County from Africa. From Africa. Uh, so still, um, but all, I asked them the question, what about, because we don't want to talk about black history, uh, what, what kind of health care occurred on the plantations? So I, I suggested to them, they're going to talk about it and give a presentation. They need to also include the health care that occurred on those plantations during that time because there are, there are midwives throughout East Texas that are delivered. So if you're going to do a history on that, you need to include the health care that occurred on those plantations and who provided that health care and who trained those those uh, those. Also, when you look at the voter registration, you probably remember a couple of years ago, somebody 80 and 90 year old, they had problems birth certificates, particularly if they were delivered by a midwife. So that's another reason why they need to look at that. And um, but that, but that point about healthcare back in those days, but we need, we need to start doing things we know to do. You know, I was I also suggest that when they look at uh, working in Central America down there with the youth and everything. They need to have black farmers involved with whatever plans they have for Central America. Let me explain Absolutely. that. I'm going to explain why that, that, that's needed. First of all, we, we, we from Africa to America, we do agriculture. We are we agriculture. What we need to understand is that uh, down there in Central America, to, for them to uh, equip with where they stay home and also deal with agriculture, when vice president, when they go back, when they go in there, they need a black on that committee, uh, whether it be uh, guys over the agricultural committee in Washington, but there, not on that. There are major black farmers that should be on that committee. You know what I'm saying? Because there are going to be a lot of dollars. You think about redevelop. You think about redeveloping Central America. And you look at the agriculture component. Look at the millions, the billions of dollars going to be put back in there to save those rejuvenate those farms down there so people can stay at home. All I'm saying is we need some blacks on the on on that on that committee because there are gonna be a lot of dollars. You know, there are blacks who raise I think we got I think really soybeans or something in South Carolina, whatever. You can buy products from black. Hey, well, Dark Horn would do from. this. Hey, Dark mm-hmm. would do this. Why don't we create our own committee and then go ask them where the money? <laughs> I've been telling you about that. That's sixteen billion dollars. That's sixteen billion dollars. Yeah, but hey, look. I think Texas Yeah, you know, we ready to invest already, you know, so we just wanna know but we'd have to do our due diligence. Uh uh because just having somebody on the committee say, Hey, we're gonna go down there, that's one thing. Now you're thinking yeah. ahead right now by saying let's do it now and what I'm saying is Let's do it. You need to organize yep. that now. Go, you know, and, and do due diligence. Uh, yep. See what's actually needed, you know, and so forth and so on. And then when the money start rolling, because it's gonna roll, it's uh, gonna roll. It's you gonna know, roll. be a part I, of that. 
That's right. I text, I think, uh, ex, uh, Dr. McKellar to pass on to his first sergeant once he gets into Washington, D.C., to make sure that happens. You know, because... Uh, well, we, we're not waiting looking, to go to Washington, D.C., and, and we won't even do that I, in Washington, D.C., but we're going to do that right here but, in Texas. No, well, we're going to wait right now. Now, no, we're going to wait till he gets to Washington, D.C. If he waits that long, it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late no, then. I gave, him a, yeah. I, gave him, I gave him a name of a person he need to recommend to Vice President should be on that committee. I, I, well, we're that we're on our Sunday. committee now. Dr. McKellar was with us this past weekend in Austin, and she spoke uh, well, very well. And uh, yes, we thank did. you all for loaning us. Yes, she did. You're so right. Yeah, I heard. This was a major problem. Uh, she was awesome. uh, I, heard, I heard she did a fantastic job because there was a prayer deal we had here uh, in East Texas. I, you know, I can't say enough about, about uh, Dr. McKellar. McKellar. Yeah. You know that the the group is coming through Tyler tonight from the poor, was it North Carolina? That's why she's involved in all sorts of candidacy tonight. But what she's making happen in, in black uh, voters in matter. Texas, yeah, we, they're coming to I, us tomorrow. I, yeah, I tell you, it's awesome. She said that that program in Austin was awesome. So, yeah, yeah, but she's part of the coalition that we're building right now to start doing the things you're talking about right now. One hundred black men, one hundred plus black women, uh, Texas Black Coalition. Uh, Texas Black Caucus. Uh, we have senators, congressmen, congresswomen, uh, representatives, mm-hmm. and, and so we're, we're forming a coalition right now. We have accountability people, so we're forming a coalition from El Paso to East Texas, from Lubbock down to Corpus Christi, down in the Valley, right. Central Texas, Austin, Williamson County. You name it, we're there. Uh, San Angelo County. So we are formulating those, and, and we want you to be a part of that. You're your team. And so what we're going to do, Doc, is start asking for the money because we have the formula. I'm going to say it again. Oh, we're good. asking for the money because we already have the formula. Today we had a press conference in, in Beaumont, Texas. We're going to have another one tomorrow in Austin, Texas. And we're going to uh, meet again at the steps of the Capitol this Saturday at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. If you're close to Austin, come on down there. We're going to have the, uh, the big bad slab riders again, the Cadillacs, the Bentleys, the Mercedes being somebody told one day. They said, when those guys look kind of rough around, I said, listen, let me tell you something. The, the paint <laughs> job on those cars costs $10,000. These guys are oh, yeah. professionals. They're entrepreneurs. They're smart. They're intelligent. And so what we don't want them to do is be mistaken for uh, an average Joe, the way that they're killing mm-hmm. our folks right now. So they're fighting for these George Floyd bills. They're fighting for uh, to get rid of the food deaths. They're fighting to get rid of the pharmacy deaths. These people are entrepreneurs. They just need a, a hand up, not a hand out. Fantastic. That's excellent. That's outstanding. That's what's needed. Like you say, the money's there. Yes, sir. Yeah, we the need like to get on board to help us out. Yeah. Okay. We'll be there. Pastor Cooper, can you um, can you give everybody your information so that if people want to donate to your campaign or check out okay. uh, your website, can you do you have that information up and running yet? Yeah, oh yeah, it's up and running. www.cooperforgovernoroftexas.com. Cooperforgovernoroftexas.com. Cool. Matter of fact, now this, this is what's awesome. You can now literally put in Michael Cooper for governor, and everything will come up. I mean, that, that, yeah. and cool. I said that's a search. Yeah, that's a search engine now because uh, we have people searching and looking for us. We were in Austin, and I didn't speak that much on purpose because I want people to see my work and not hear my voice. And, and what was amazing, I just did the opening prayer and the closing prayer. And a young man came up to me and said, I know you. I know your work. 
He said, I voted for you, and he said, I'll vote for you again. Are you ever going to run again? I said, I'm glad you asked. I'm running for governor right now for the same reason I ran before, and that's to change the education system here in the state of Texas. My mom said, you cannot go out to the rest of the world and, and, and be a blessing unless you're a blessing at home. And Texas is my home. That's why I don't, I don't dress like a Texan or a cowboy because I was a sharecropper. I was trying to hide underneath my hat. Uh, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I have what some people used to call the redneck. I have that neck because I was mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. and I was picking cherry tomatoes, and I was planting those mustard seeds, and, and I was mm-hmm. digging up mm-hmm. those cauliflowers and snapping those beans. And mm-hmm. my dad mm-hmm. wouldn't allow mm-hmm. me to put on gloves to pick okra. So you know what I'm talking about, because okra mm-hmm. would bite you. Yeah. Hey, Mike, do I have any cotton? No, sir. That's my, that's my godmother. Now, I'm not that old, but my godmother picked cotton, and she didn't get paid for it. How about that? Hey, Mike, you know, hey, Mike, you remember that? Remember, I got two of them hands that used to pick cotton that's now picking presidents. No, so I'm trying to see if you had two of them. Wow, I like it, Dad. I like it. I, <laughs> hey, we, right, we need you to pick a governor in the United States Congress now. And we need you to pick another uh, councilwoman there in East Texas. Y'all need to go that's out right. and vote for Dr. Trula McKellar. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, early voting is, uh, what, one more day? One more day early yes. voting? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, one more yes. day. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that, that's that's very. I'm glad you mentioned it because I tell you the impact what she's doing here in, in East Texas is just amazing, just amazing. And, you know, she has a, she has a competition in there, so I think we're gonna take care of that. I don't know if you guys probably heard about that, but we're gonna we're gonna work on that. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to like I say, uh, she's such a valuable person, and it's all from her heart. You know, she was in yeah. Austin. We, we in Austin. Then, then Sunday we were up there at the prayer vigils there in Tyler, and tonight she's meeting the uh, the wagon group from from North Carolina, from Georgia, and uh, then she's uh, she has a candidate for him tonight. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a call in. Wow. She'll, she'll be on with us in a few minutes. She'll be on with us in just a few minutes. She texted and said she'll be no. home soon. She'll be on with us. She just doesn't stop. She does not stop. <laughs> she does not stop. <laughs> Well, Doc, you know, you know, once you find your purpose, you know, you know, you turn into a heart. You just yeah, that's heart. Yeah. That's true. That's yep. true. Absolutely. We're excited. We're, we're, we're excited about the work. We're excited about the work y'all are doing up there, Ms. Brianna. Uh, we're excited about oh, the yeah. work Dr. Hagney and his team are doing. We're excited about first uh, sergeant uh, going out there and stepping out when there are a whole bunch of different choices out there. But when you're doing the right thing, there's only one choice. So we need, mm-hmm. need to make yeah. sure they get the right vote. Yeah. That's right. That's Absolutely. right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to tell first sergeant. I've called people all the way down from uh, from Fort Worth, Turn County, all the way down to McClendon County, Waco. We have some classmates. And oh people wow. Get calling, they're calling each other down there, and so it's just you know, so in Waco and across the county, Waxahachie, all those areas, right in first sergeant territory. So. It's, they would call me yesterday. What is his name? What you call me back? So, oh, that's so, awesome. Because you know what's interesting about his position. When you think when we talk about rule, you know we have all. all when you think about territory reaching to the rural areas, we're talking about someone understand what we're talking about as far as food deserts and ruralness and everything. We, and so that's that's why I'm so excited about that territory and and the, the agricultural people down there. I suggest I send him a name of a young lady he need to meet down there. And so I'm, I know he's going to do that because she's a powerful young lady. Uh, it's amazing what she's doing her ranch down there, and also, and so it's amazing. I, interesting. I even recommended her for secretary of agriculture. Wow, how I feel about it. 
Wow. Yeah. But she also need to be on that committee when we're talking about down in South America. Absolutely. Yes, yes. But we haven't seen it reaching out to uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. We, we're trying to assist in that area. Matter of fact, I said that before they said that we need to go down and meet with the president uh, down in uh, Mexico. We need to meet with whoever else is in charge. And Brother mm-hmm. Austin said, well, we ain't going to meet with everybody down there. We're not going to be playing sheriff. Yeah, we have to send a serious <laughs> advance team down there before you start going down there talking to anybody. <laughs> Let them, hey, Eddie, we just don't, hey, Eddie, we're going to study them first. <laughs> we're going to study them first from a distance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to study them first because, see, they got some, they, you know, like, say, Kamala and them got to go down there first because some politics, uh, look at a narco state, a bunch of narco states and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a, tra- a, a, tra- a trafficking state. So you know, right. so it's kind of a bad, it's kind of a bad scene down there. It, it ain't nothing, it ain't nothing, that, it ain't nothing. That, like no. I said, if we start planning the day, if we start planning day as a as committed to go down there and actually, you know, invest through the kind of stuff. It'll be, it, it'll be like, it'll be like five years probably before you could even uh, safely do what we're mm-hmm. talking about doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Lots because of you go down there now, you might get kidnapped. You because you because they think you got some money. Well, my kids come after me. They need the money. Uh-huh. My kids come after me. I see my kids come after me. They need the money. <laughs> oh, hey, no, we ain't going to let you go down there. We ain't going to let you go down there. Yeah, down. Nah, we, yeah we're not going. We're not here. Nah. But, uh, but the work needs to be done, though. The work needs, We have enough work to do mm-hmm. here. We need to form the coalitions here and, like you say, deal with exactly. the food. Yeah, yeah, the work is here. We have a lot of work to do. Work is here, yeah. yeah. Work is here. So we do the work here. You know, we can do, you know, the, the other stuff, you know, it'll grow into the other stuff. We got to do it here first. So well, I was like, you know, they were saying that they were the census count. There were, Texas is going to gain two more seats. Where are those seats going to be? Where are they at? Uh, probably down in Houston. I heard McAllen, maybe. Uh, huh? I heard maybe McAllen. Yeah. West, West Texas, uh, McAllen is what I heard. McAllen. Mm-hmm. McAllen. Remember, remember, last time, remember last time they were going to try to get a hit. The Hispanics should have had had a seat out there, and they rigmaroled them out of it. Yeah. Well, that, it's a lot of growth in that area down in the valley. It's a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I looked at investing in that area one time, <laughs> McAllen, Victoria. All the areas, it's a, and it's on fire. Uh, you don't hear anything about it. Uh, it's just growing and growing at a rapid pace. Yeah, they voted. Eddie here, they voted fifty-eight percent for Trump too. Oh, they said, why you voting for Trump? That's they said. Why y'all vote for Trump? They said, well, it, it was it, it was a business decision. Said, yeah, but all them people got they, killed down here from from COVID. Yeah, but businesses, business. they, they don't care. Oh, and much, and they want a strong border. They don't want anybody else to come in. They do not. They want to put the wall up. They don't want anybody else to come in. So, yeah. I mean, we, we have to look at all of these things, uh, and, and immigration reform. What does that look like? How does people want it to look in Texas? Well, well, well let me say this, though, Mike. Uh, Mike, let me say this. Let me say this. You know, you say, you say they want the wall. They want it up. You know, I, I, I would submit to you, I would submit to you, because, I, again, I've worked with them, too, for a long time. 
I'll submit right. to you that they are mirroring they are mirroring what they think they need to do. You know, people do that. Sometimes. Right. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you know, say I want stuff because I know that the folks that I'm, you know, I need to want to keep doing what I'm doing. So I'm just saying I wouldn't be so quick to holler. I mean, I wouldn't without actually going down and seeing because I ain't seen, you know, uh, you know I mean, like I, have, I mean, I have noticed that, but I'm just saying I don't think that they want all of that. I think they're mirroring just like the guy said. Why y'all vote for Trump? Well, it's the economics. And I think they saying that, you know, whatever they, whatever you heard of saying, I think it may be for economics, you know, the personal economics. I think that's how they think that's how they're supposed to vote. It is their personal. It's right now. Yeah, it's not how they're supposed they to don't think. care about the kids. And the kids. No, it's about right now how much money they can put in their pocket right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. So. How did they not notice their personal economics doing so well under the previous president, though? That's what I don't get. You know, when when people say they voted for Trump for this reason or that reason or admit that, um, you know, it has something to do with their personal economics, if they're paying so much attention to their own, you know, personal financial situation at this moment in time, how is it that they missed what was going on with their portfolio, you know, (laughs) the the prior (laughs) several years? That's what I don't well, know. There's no competition. They don't want competition in the area of field and work that they're expertise in. They don't want that. I mean, they don't want the market flooded. They don't want, you know, the best of the best, the uh, cream rise to the top. That, that kind of mentality. It's their mentality. I, listen, it's not my mentality. It's their mentality. I've heard them say hey, that. Hey, here. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey right. Mike. You know, this movie just came out. Uh, you know, they did uh, a bit how they strange fruit, right? Okay, and I'll submit to you that that relationship that, that, that down there in that area that you're talking about, it, it would like rank up there with strange fruit. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there, 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 there are multiple uh, myriad of, of excuses that, that they voted that way. And I've had the conversation, and, and I, I, don't, I don't care to recognize any of them because it's hypocritical to me. I mean, you you vote for this reason, you just mm-hmm. do this. You uh, you you say you you this, you stand, your stance is this. Now I'm not even gonna dignify that's, by that. It's, it's called it's called it's called strange fruit. Right. <laughs> yeah, the numbers don't lie. It was not economic disparity that got that man in office. It just wasn't. And all them people got yeah yeah, and all them people that died, and they and they. So I'm just saying, you know, so. So you know, but that's you know that's our that's our Texas, and uh, hmm. we're gonna see if we can do it. Don't be fooled. Those same folks are taking their shots. They're going to the pharmacies. They're going to the uh, grocery store wherever they can. Yes. And they're getting their shots. I'm telling you, yeah. don't be fooled. They're getting their shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they and feel confident think- after they get the. Yeah, yeah. They tell them posters they ain't gonna get them, but I bet, yeah, I, I bet they doing just <laughs> like Trump. They getting a shot and they ain't gonna tell nobody. Yeah, all those Karen talk to them long enough. Yeah, exactly. If you talk to them long enough, you'll find out too, and they'll tell you the truth. I said, well, why aren't you wearing your mask? Oh, I've had my second shot. I'm comfortable now. I'm good. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, nice and they have you. a Trump bumper sticker. Yeah, but uh-huh. they have a Trump bumper sticker. Yeah. Right. Dr. McKellar, I think Dr. McKellar is on with us now. Dr. McKellar, welcome. Thank you. Good evening. I'm sure <laughs> you enjoy.
joined the conversation. Boy, I'll tell you, my brothers and parents on. <laughs> Greetings to each oh, they, of you. Listen, let me tell you, we're fire tonight, Dr. McKellar. Hello? I'm sorry, is tonight's men's night? Uh, yes, yeah, they've been on yeah. fire. <laughs> they've been on fire. I tell you what, a- I'm on fire right along with them. Tell us about the how did everything go a while ago? Oh, oh my goodness. Let me tell you what. Ladies and gentlemen, it started at 1 o'clock, and it has been nonstop all the way till a few minutes ago. We had to run the people away. <laughs> we thank those at the Texas African American Museum uh, for allowing us to have our, our uh, block party out there at the vacant lot right next to the museum. There were people mm-hmm. everywhere, and we thank those food trucks and the people who prepare the food. And it's, we've only just begun. This coming Saturday, we're going to have that party out there where we're going to celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. But I want to thank the Black Voters Matter. And Pastor Cooper, get ready because they're heading your way tomorrow. Yeah, I'll be way here, matter. I'm going to skip my awesome trip and, and stay here to meet with them. I, I read up on them, and I want to be here for them in my own backyard. I can't run to somebody else's backyard when I have things coming on here. You got Absolutely. Now you're talking. That, now you're, that's that's just, just exactly what I was saying to Mr. Arthur. You, needed, you need to be there. I told them, look for pa- Pastor Cooper will be there, Michael Cooper, and uh, he's running for governor of Texas, and so we need to make some changes all across. And I said to them tonight, Listen, we, we, we ring this bell, and that bell is that you cannot go to other parts of Texas without coming to East Texas, and you can't yeah. win a statewide seat unless you fall down here in deep East Texas and Central yep. Texas, all over this area here East Texas. You've got to come our way. And, boy, did they yep. come our way. Every media, every we've been all across the TV all day long. Media has been interviewed. Listen, I spent about four hours just interviewing one one media after the next media after the next media, and then they came right on back tonight when the bus arrived at 7 o'clock. It was packed out there. People were enjoying the music, the disc jockeys, the food. Mm. was amazing. We thank Lily's uh, food truck, and we thank Miss Martha Collins' catering service, and we thank mm. the uh, disc jockeys. For, I mean, it was just absolutely outstanding. So you're in, you're in for a treat tomorrow. Uh, Pastor Cooper, you in for a treat? I'm excited, excited, excited. We are ready to go, ready to go. I'm telling you, absolutely. I told my team, I, I, I told them, I said, y'all make sure you have your pivot, pivot shoes on. They don't know anything about that. See, I play basketball. When you pivot, that means you go left, right, or up, up, up the middle. And so, and that's what I did. I pivoted on them. They were looking for me in one area. He said, I knocked, and I'm going to be right in my own backyard. There you, there you go. go. There's no way you can have somebody coming and not be home, right? Come on, somebody. That my, hey, I have hospitality. <laughs> yes, indeed. I know how to show it here. My mother t- uh, taught me well and raised me well. There you go. <laughs> there, but they looking, they looking forward to meeting you uh, down there. They're just looking forward to it. They have. And, and listen, they understand that you cannot go to Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth, San Antonio, Austin. They were in San Antonio on Saturday while we were in Austin, and they rec- recognize and realize that you need these urban, these rural communities out here, and, all across, and, and not just East Texas, rural communities in every state in the union, because mm-hmm. every state in the yep. union has a rural community. And they're, and right. they're down That's with true. it. They're down with it. So let's carry on. 
I just wanted to throw that in there to say thanks to everybody that made this an amazing event. It was outstanding. Well, Erica, well, I want to thank you, Sherry, for coming to the uh, event uh, this past Saturday at the Capitol in front of Emancipation Statue. Yeah. You it know, you went on the fire up. You, want to talk, you told them about East Texas, about yes, what's sir. going to go down. And so, you Let's know, go, that, go uh, hey, we're coming for the boat. Coming for the boat, and you told them about that. We so appreciate it. We so appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're coming for that boat. We're we're unapologetically coming for that boat because the boat belongs to us. It belongs to the voice of the people. Yes. And that's what we're yes. for. We we want the we want the people to know that this country is not gonna make the change, the change that we want to see happen unless their voice gets in get involved because their voice is their vote. And until they get involved, more involved in what's going on around them, I know that we're consumed in, in kitchen table issues, but those kitchen table issues that you're concerned about, you have to get out there and make sure that they become in effect, that you're able mm-hmm. to pay the Amen. water bills, that electric bills, Amen. that you're getting that raise on right. your job, and that person standing next to you that may not look like you is making more than you. That's got to yeah. stop. And you have more yep. on the ball than that person does. You have more education. Yep. You have more experience. Why do you make less? You got to be the, you got to affect that change. And the way you yep. do it is you got to cast that voice and cast that vote. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's my soap I'm off of it now. And so uh, let's get back <laughs> to what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, we're not putting up with no bull, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, <laughs> uh, only Arthur. Only Arthur. It's, it's all. It's all, all in that. All in that. Yeah. Hey. All in that. Well, and we have to vote. We have to register people to vote. We have to get out to vote. We have to go back and inspect. Make sure that they go and vote. We have to knock at the doors. And I know we worry about COVID. I know we taking our shots. I know we washing our hands. We putting on our masks. But the reason why we have to continue to pay attention to these uh, House Bill 6, uh, uh, Senate Bill 7, and all these bills is going through, we had a young lady out of Dallas. I forget her name at this time, but she's a new representative. And she was telling me about this new bill that they're writing, and it's going to hit the Senate floor soon. And that is means that um, if you are protesting and you have on a mask, that's going to uh, be against the law because mm-hmm. they said you have obstructing uh, uh, your visual uh, we don't know if you are uh, uh, domestic terrorists. They don't know if you're terrorists, um, so they don't want you to have a mask on while you no. protest. These are the type of bills and laws that's coming oh through our Texas House and Texas Senate. Absolutely. So that's the reason why we cannot rest. Yes. I mean, so this this is just what we're hearing about. Imagine what they're actually writing. These are just some of the rumors that we hear coming down the pipe. So we have to register to vote. We have to get out to vote. We have to vote. I hear the numbers have been low in some areas. Y'all need to – we got to knock on the doors. We have to get Dr. McKellar back in the city, uh, yes. uh, city council again. I understand yes. that there's some, some, some issues out there, but we don't have time to deal with issues. We need to uh, reelect someone that's already proven in your area. Exactly. And we absolutely exactly. cannot have first sergeant sitting on the sideline. We need someone right. that's a proven military veteran out there fighting exactly. for us in Washington, D.C. Exactly. Amen. That's just my little speech. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And I and I approve that message, my brother. 
That's good. <laughs> My name is Sherilyn McKellar, and I approve that message. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and heavy on the doctor. Dr. Shirley McKellar, I know what it's like to Doctor. get a PhD. I'm halfway through yeah. mine and had to stop because of this campaign. Let me tell you something. No joke, Anyone right? that has a no. there's no joke. You have to go through it, and that professor does not want you to earn that PhD. He wants you to mm-hmm. uh, barely crawl through it. I mean, let mm-hmm. me tell you, you have to rewrite papers over and over. And I'm going like, wait a minute, how can you tell what I'm thinking? I know what I'm thinking. But they challenge mm-hmm. you to be the best that you can be, just like our military mm-hmm. has done. Yeah, And then, of course, obviously, uh, we know Dr. Hagney can address to this, but I, I want to tell my little quick story uh, since you brought that up. Uh, so I sent my paper in my first, my, my dissertation. I was so proud, you know. And so uh, he said, yeah, this is good. My chairman said, yeah, this is good, but you, you got more. I know you got more. And so I went back yes. and did more research and doing more reading and see what I can come up with out of my head without uh, with, with, without plagiarizing anybody, right? So you have to come straight from Right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. I kept, kept reading, kept writing, turned it in that second time. And he said, yeah, this is good, but you can do that. You can do that. You got more. Yeah. I, I said, yep. I, I don't know how much more he thinks I have, but okay, but anyway, it's as I got more, okay, I got to keep digging. So I keep digging in, keep digging uh-huh. in. And this was kind of military when I was Then I, 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 I had to get, the, I got deployed to the war. And so I said, look, I'm turning this paper in. This is the third time. I don't know. It. I don't have anything else. I don't know what else that this committee wants of me. But this is it. I'm out of here. I'm going across that big pond, whatever, whatever so my husband got this phone call while I was overseas. He couldn't reach me, but uh, but the but the chairman called me. So my husband said, "You need to make it." So he said, <laughs> "Come on, somebody." So he said, "No, I'm Doctor Shirley McKellar." He said, "You mean my wife, Cass?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. You'll see recently. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did y'all see recently? I think it occurred up in uh, maybe North Carolina. A young lady, she doctor, she was she was uh, invited to present before a, a zoning board there, and the guy he uh, introduced her. He well, he didn't recognize her. He called her by her first name. Did y'all see it on the national news? I did. I saw that. He, oh, and, and she was talking about how. Uh, you know, black females, when you're talking about the doctor name and everything, how that's really been sort of downplayed. You may want to talk about that, doctor, since you knew what happened to her. And, and I think she's on 32-year-old or something like that, but what she experienced. Well, they tried to do it with really... Dr. Biden. They tried oh, to yeah. do it with uh, Dr. Yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jill Biden. They tried to do it with Dr. Jill Biden. Yeah. Told her she should stop using the, uh, uh, the suffix uh, doctor because she's not an M.D. Oh, no, no, see that. Is that the craziest thing you ever heard of? That's crazy. That's the yeah, craziest. That, that, that makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. That makes no sense at yeah. all. No. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, and that's fine. I'm okay with if the media, some one person does that. My issue is that there's not more fallout from women even to 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 yeah. defend, come to her defense. I I it, 
uh, there should be more rumblings and upset exactly. people are frustrated. That's what I, that's, that's been, I don't have a problem with you following me. My thing is that I was trained, and y'all, let me tell you something. I know Michael Jordan mm-hmm. was great, but if I didn't have a bad knee when I was 19 years of age, you would have heard of another NBA player that was great. I'm telling you, I was mm-hmm. aggressive. And when you, okay. when you followed me, uh, I came after you. I'm just letting you know. And Well, you can tell in my politics. If you say something about my brother or sister that's fighting with me up there on the hill, I'm coming after you. I'm just mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. <laughs> well, and you're right, and unfortunately, but every wo- every woman in this country should have been riled up over that's that. All, that's Everybody all I'm saying. Coming, yes, should have been coming to her defense, it's those women who have a Ph.D. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And, and then our brothers, uh, our, our brothers to come in defense of the queens, right? Absolutely. And then not only that, uh, I think what's happening is that we're getting so numb to, to violence and killings and shootings. We're dealing with yeah. Brown, yet another young man getting shot. 20-second video that's out there. Uh, I mean, just it's like three or four since the Chauvin trial. That of course, even with the young lady with the with the knife, you know, and I understand she she had deadly force in her hand, but you know it's how we deal with the issues at at, at hand and at base. So I just can't be quiet. I can't be silent. And I need we need more people to be upset and frustrated, not mad and angry, but but to get more knowledge to deal with the issues of the day. That's all. Just just read more, learn more. Move around more, make a difference, make your voice be heard. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, we keep fighting, right? We keep fighting. Oh yeah, a- amen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you know what's amazing hey, about the fight? Uh, is hey, that, hey, uh, hey, hey, sure, sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure. We're gonna have to have, uh, we're gonna have, to have uh, Eric Williams on one night to kind of tell us about him. He said he wants to do a. A showing down there. Maybe we could get Mike down there, and maybe we could register some people to vote. Yeah, he called. And let him see the movie. Uh, he'll be here on Saturday, uh, Mr. Arthur. So uh, you may want to head on down this way. But uh, he called me today, and so he will be here on Saturday to caravan with us and to uh, bring, he's going to bring his wife to come on down and uh, join us. Uh, what y'all got going down there? Going on down there again? That's 10 yeah, o'clock Saturday. Uh, at, at 10, we're going to start caravan. We're going to caravan throughout my district. And then when we, we finish caravanning, we're going to uh, put some uh, door knockers out on some more doors. We put out, we put out like 2,000 on Saturday. We had four youngsters and a couple of adults, and we, we put them out on this uh, Saturday. What were you doing today? Because I saw some line dancers. I posted your stuff. I saw some line dancers. What were you, you what was y'all doing? You didn't, you didn't hear me up. Now, my brother, you got to listen up to me. I said the black... I have to tell it like it is, right? <laughs> he wasn't paying me attention, but I... That's why I'm late coming on with you. We we got started prep this morning, and uh, we started at one o'clock, and we mm-hmm. we set up our tent. We had our uh, everybody out. We were coming out all day long, getting their food. We had the food truck out there. We had another catering service. We had the music out there, and they were dancing a jig out there, weren't they? And then then the bus arrived. 
seven, and when the bus arrived, well, all the media has been out there basically most of the day mm-hmm. covering this story about why the black voters matter. They matter. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, I've been interviewing, I probably interviewed for four hours straight. So in the meantime, after that, then they came back, everybody came back again at seven o'clock. Well, people were in and out all during the day. We tell them, take your food, go down to the polls and vote. That's what we've been doing today, pushing people, black people, and showing them how important their voices are. And if they don't use their voices, then some, it's going to be misused, and somebody else is going to mm-hmm. use it. They may not use it in the direction that you want it to be used. So use your own now, voice. Now, election like night is Saturday? Election night is Saturday, you say? Is that Election is this Saturday, and then we're going we're gonna to have the television set up outside. We're going to have another block, block party number two. And we're going to have that set up out there with the television. We're going to be right there again at the Texas African American Museum. And we have our, we had our tent out there today. And we had our chairs of people's social distance all spread out all around. It was amazing. And then that Black Matters van came in, and people were all, he, they were covering this. And so he spoke to the crowd and talked about how important their voices are. And that if they don't use their own voices, then they should not complain about anything. But they also talked about that that the rule that the rule vote is important, and that's why they're going to work toward coming. They said we thank Dr. McKellar for for pushing us to come on down and make yep. sure that people recognize in East that he recognized how important the votes are in East Texas. So that's what we were doing, uh, Pratt. And so we're going to repeat oh, it yeah, on Saturday. Can. Yeah, once again, we're going to, of course, we cranking these Texans up. We're going to crank these Texans up this year. That's right. Mm-hmm. Waking up these Texans, waking them up. Yeah. Waking them up. Wake up these I'm going to share this with you guys. It, it, it's, it's amazing. Uh, someone called another friend of mine, mine today and said, I haven't seen, what, what has she done since she's been in office? I haven't seen that she's done. And so they said, well, you must have been under a rock if you haven't, mm. <laughs> because the boots are on the ground every single day. As a matter of fact, this young lady said, I wouldn't even have my vaccination today if it had not been for their organization. Wow, that's all. And they that's all. Work, exactly. That's what, that's what she said. I would not have had my vaccination. I wouldn't have had my first vaccination if they had not been setting up clinics out in the community. Wow, that's and, awesome. And let me share this with you. No, there's there's been no other, no other. Can, can I campaign a little bit? Yes. Uh, go ahead. Sure, allow sure. me to campaign a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd ask permission to see if I could. There's been no elected official in this district that have asked for a million dollars to be brought into their district, and they found the million dollars and sent it out here. That's first and foremost. There's not been an elected official who has had an office set up in the community. I'm working on putting my office together, set it up in the community, going to have office hours so that people can find me when they have issues. I've had some people say, "You're you're the first person that has really come and addressed the issue that I've had for years, that nobody's done anything with it. And, but here's what I do. I don't 
stop until I find a solution for these people. I've talked to the right people at the city for this problem and that problem. I don't stop. And then we have a subdivision called Hidden Palace for affordable homes for people that are first-time buyers, that they can get some help in helping them to purchase a home for the first time. It's called Hidden Palace. And it's my office is right going to be right across the street from that location. And then after that, then we move on to some other issues and some other things that I have been able to experience during this particular time. And that is, let me just tell you, this, more money has been brought to put fill, fill in potholes. More money has been brought to put more sidewalks in to our area. We now even have in our district a bike trail because there may be some people who enjoy biking. I love to go biking. I used to bike all of the time. So now we have bike trails in North Tyler. And now I'm talking to them about this legacy trail. I said, I want the legacy brought into North Tyler because guess what, gentlemen and, and, and Miss Rihanna, and I know Miss Rihanna is kind of tied up right now, but, but let me just tell you that historical Tyler began in my district. It began right here in North Tyler. So why would we not preserve our history by preserving right. the area where Tyler began? And that's mm-hmm. what began. And even and Dr. Hagney and I were together on yesterday. We had a prayer vigilant in yes. the Harvey oh. Convention. Mr. Hagney yes. spoke on COVID-19. We had the pastors praying for all of these issues that we're experiencing, yes. racism, yes. Uh, COVID-19, all yes. the pandemics yes. we have, the gun yes. violence, that's the pandemic yes. that we have. Yes. So we had to address, yes. we addressed, it was outstanding. Yes. Uh, I yes. mean, so for people to think that no work is being done, I'm with that person that said they must be under a rock. <laughs> so now I want to say this final thing in regards to the election. The election is this Saturday, but there's one more day of early voting, and that's on tomorrow. So tomorrow from 7 a 17, for those that are listening everywhere, Elections are going on in Texas, and I'm asking you to get out there. Don't even wait till Saturday to Election Day. Get out there to the polls and vote on tomorrow and vote re-elect Shirley McKellar back into office. That's my story. Excellent. And how about I Excellent. stick to that story? Okay. Thank you for allowing me <laughs> to have <laughs> Go ahead, Dr. Hagney. It sounds like you want to say something. I was just saying, you know, I was telling guys earlier, you know, with your schedule down in Austin and there the other day and today and tonight, my God, for someone to even think that what, he's, what she's doing, like you say, they have to have been on a rock. And I was telling guys earlier that the impact you're having over all, all of East Texas is so important. I'm really excited about you you're marketing East Texas. Texas needs to recognize East Texas. And that movement is going to be so significant for them to come through East Texas and on down to Beaumont and everything. They will realize what we've been talking about East Texas. And all Texas is going to recognize the significant role of East Texas. Thank you for that, Dr. Hagney. Yes, we our boots are on the ground every day. I don't know what people are thinking. On Friday, I'm speaking with uh, at the commencement of uh, Texas College, and then after that, Dr. Hagney and I will be setting up the clinic there at Texas College uh, to immunize, doing registration to immunize those students that are coming back for summer school. And then we're going to do the same turnaround, do the same thing in the fall to immunize those students that are coming back in the fall because these universities are requiring that these students uh, get their vaccines when they come back 
so that everybody can be safe uh, in the classroom. And then uh, starting May the 3rd, uh, because remember, we still have to do some COVID testing. So we will establish a clinic for COVID testing throughout the month of May, from May the 3rd to May the 28th. And Dr. Hagner, we'll meet over on Wednesday. If you come and join us about about 1 o'clock on Wednesday afternoon, we'll, we'll have the Texas management system coming out of Austin to come up and, and check out the area. I want them to clean the area. And then, of course, when everything is all finished, uh, then they'll also clean the area. We have to clean one behind the other because guess what? There could possibly be somebody coming in to get their test that have full-blown uh, COVID-19. Yeah. So we have to make sure that the environment and SERPRO or whomever can come in, do a major cleaning after you do these works and testing people. So we're doing the work. We're doing the work. You know, so what's so significant about that, that you hear a lot about testing, uh, for them to be coming to our neighborhood doing a testing program, that is significant. Yes, it is. Yes. That is really yes. significant so for that to happen. That just that just a test where they're recognizing what's going on and what you're doing, Doc, and then they're following, they're recognizing that. So that's a plus for the state to begin to recognize that. Thank you for that, because they call me and ask me, can we yes. have community? Yeah, Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. With that, our task force, Northeast Texas Task Force, is open for anything that we can do to help with rural health uh, in our community. Hey, and let me just say, hey, you know, for, you know, for those folks listening, when when you hear people talk about uh, community leaders, community leadership, and all that kind of stuff, and you know, uh, you know, a lot of times it's not about the position you hold or stuff like that. It's about your reputation. It's mm-hmm. about you know what you're doing, and then and in times like these, that's when we need leadership, community leadership. And, mm-hmm, and and so mm-hmm. we need to you know we need to appreciate whoever it is that's leading in our community. As long as they ain't stealing, if they ain't stealing, then we should appreciate. Them. Yes, that's sir. good. That's very good. That's very good. Well, well, well said. That's right. Well said. No, no, we no we give back to the community. We don't take community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We give back to the community. And and charity starts at home first, right? It starts at yep. home, then it spreads out. So we're gonna we need to take care of our own communities first, and then then we take care of the entire cities together. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. No, 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 no. Look here, no, no, no. Sure, sure. No, first take care take care of your family first. Well, now, now, that's, but that's your <laughs> community, that's your community, right? And, and then you get to take care of them. Then you step outside and holler at me. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I mean by charity starts at home, and then you spread abroad, right? So you got how how are you going to take care of somebody else if you don't take care of yourself? Because when you take care exactly. of yourself, take care of your community and your family. That's your community, mm-hmm. your family. You're taking care of yourself, right? Yeah. And, and yeah, so yeah. if you take yeah. care of them, they'll take care of you, right? If you yep. take care of your community, yes. you take care of your family. Won't they take care of you? Yes, they will. If you take yes, care, well. if you take care of yourself, you have to take care of the community because that means the community ain't got to take exactly. care of you. There you, you can go. Already add to the add to the thing. That's it. Okay. So you just hold, it. hold it like that. <laughs> yeah, hold it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're rocking and rolling on. 
And Pastor Cooper, go ahead and come on in. We nine thirty eight. We got we got some more time. We spent. We spent. Anybody? I I I'm so hyped up. I tell you what. Oh, I'm Mike, not the, Mike back. not there. I don't know. Maybe maybe we lost him. Hello. Oh, okay, I think I was muted some kind of way in there. But anyway, uh, can you hear me now? We can hear you. Yeah. Good. Go we ahead. can hear you now. Okay, yeah, because I, I was just, hey, I was just hey, talking hey, Mike, hey, Mike, let me uh, ask you a question right quick. Let me ask you a question. Sure. Because, you know, because you know, you're know, shirt online now. Now, exactly, yeah. what, what kind of plans do you have for East Texas? You know, we, we, we got like 38 counties with 85 precincts, which is depression in and of itself. Uh so what are we gonna what are we gonna do to uh, as far from the not 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 speaking from the from the campaign position? What are we well, gonna I, I, do? Absolutely. I, well, first of all, East Texas is the uh, the place where we planted our seed, so so that's home, and that's what she was talking about earlier. And uh, she was preaching that, and I was saying I was just yelling, screaming, shouting by myself. No one can hear me. I was saying you preaching good now, sis, and, and that's biblical because the Bible says you can't have a deacon or a bishop. Uh, that's trying to deacon a bishop at the church if he hadn't taken care of home first. You 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 have to first take care of home, and so that's what we're doing with East Texas. There's over a million uh, folks that are qualified, ready ready to vote, want to be engaged, but we have to show them and teach them. So what we're going to do with the campaign is what we're going to do with our family, and we're going to bring them into our living room and bring them on the Zoom, okay? And on Tuesday night we're going to have getting the loop with Coop. We're going to have it's going to be like a a forum. To where we need to hear what your kitchen table issues are so we can bring those issues with us as we uh, build our own table as we move around this great state of Texas. But we're going to start in East Texas first with those 38 different precincts, those million folks, and then we're going to start moving around to strategic areas in the physical where you got flesh and blood after we got more people vaccinated, more people with masks on, washing hands. But we're going to start off each Tuesday. Uh, weekly uh, uh, program to where you can see my face. That way, you if you think I'm lying, I want you to call me on it. If, if, if I think you lied, I'm going to call you on I just want That's family to talk with family. Right. That's good. <laughs> I love That's good. Family. family. Very good. Okay. Okay, we'll get us started. Yeah, that'll get us started. We, we have other stuff, but that, that's going to get us started right there. And then we're going to move around. And like we said, we, we, we have programs, block uh, parties. Uh, we're going to have uh, artists come in there. We're going to get the young folks excited because guess guess what? We can't worry about the future if we don't bring them along with us. We have to bring exactly. them along. Yeah. Well, I want to share this with you, that we, we were blessed to be able to, to accomplish anything during this COVID-19, and we were able to accomplish a lot of things. But what I'd like to see happen in this next go-around is to be able to bring more businesses back into our community. We we we, we got to do that. People we we started to show off with that. Exactly, something as simple as a supermarket. Well, mm-hmm. everybody has to go to almost daily, right? You you out there mm-hmm. certainly you go in weekly almost to shop. We are, we run in and out of the market all the time. So right. why would we have to leave out of our own community and go somewhere else uh, to buy some fresh fruits and vegetables? It should not That's be. That's true. Yeah. So I'd like to see more businesses brought into uh, into Tyler, Texas. That's my that's my that's goal. That's number number one on the list. We, there yeah. you go. We I talked own, about that. Number community. one on the list. Yes. Well, yeah. We and we want to empower them. Right. Go ahead. 
We're going to call them, and we're going to find entrepreneurship partnerships. Uh, we're going to get big businesses in Texas to partners with, and we're going to teach them how to find grants and write grants. My daughter was mm-hmm. in seventh grade, and she wrote a $1,200 grant to start a food garden that is still in existence mm-hmm. three years later. Uh, with $1,200 grant, they started, and they're feeding people now with, with this garden. They started in the middle school. See? I, yeah. well, I, I know Dr. Hagney loves that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> like the pen, that grant. Like, I like this question about the broadband. Uh, what you know, I saw the ARP talking about group uh, um, talking about the broadband. Where are they going to be uh, bringing that broadband through East Texas? Cause uh, that's going to be critical for when you talk about bringing business to East Texas and growing uh, East Texas. But apparently, somewhere is being discussed, being the plan. Anybody aware of that? Uh, uh, yeah. An idea yeah. or oh, go ahead. Can I I'm share sorry. a little bit? And and count and and in our growth and development a meeting on this past uh, week. Um, There's going to be three new companies that the city of Tyler is already interviewing. One is actually already made it into Tyler. So what is going to have to happen is that we're going to have to become more competitive. If we got other, if you're just the only one in town, you can do it haphazardly any way that you want. You know, you can bring us poor service or a, a haphazard service. But when you have competition, when you have three or four others that are bringing, then you're going to step up your game, Southern Link. You know, you're going to step up your game or AT&T. Yep. Uh, so, and that's who owns all the towers, really. Uh, they just buy from uh, AT and T, but they're gonna take care of their own first. But but my point is, and and we can we can talk more about AT and T later on because we know that AT and T is giving a gazillion dollars toward these uh, people in legislation who is trying to preclude uh, us from getting to the polls and voting without any suppression. House Bill 6 mm. and Senate Bill 7 with Pastor Cooper and Mr. Arthur and I were down in Austin, Texas, fighting again on this past Saturday. So if we fight together, we can win together. And so, but that's Absolutely. what's going on with broadband. There's more companies, uh, Dr. Hagney, that's going to be coming into the Tyler area, and so we're going to have more competition, and we're going to see, we're going to see things increase and our broadband gets better, our Internet service gets better uh, along the way. And it's going to be throughout Good. East Texas, not, not just because guess what? The, the, every child in Tyler Independent School District was given a beautiful tablet where they could sit down and do their work. But how about they didn't have Internet service in the deep rural yeah. areas where they live? Yeah, we had it inside in inner city Tyler, and sometimes broadband for everybody. Sometimes they broadband everybody, and that's the goal. That's the yeah. goal. It's broadband a necessity. And then the Republicans' infrastructure plan, they seem to be interested in, you know, they, you know, they not, you know, look, they got broadband, you know, you know, in their thing. So I guess they say they're not going to fight on that one. Because, they, yeah, they have access to all of the internet service but just even think about this during our election time when our uh, polls go down because they couldn't keep the broadband up they couldn't get, keep the internet service up so why is it that we're and, and wasn't it interesting that it was always in the black community the predominantly black community oh, absolutely. where they always <laughs> went down 
Yeah, yeah kind of like when my yeah, kind of like when my heat went off. That okay? Yeah. 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 I I I I bet you probably not very many people down in Austin lost their heat. No, you didn't hear anything about it either. I didn't hear no anything about it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't hear anything about it. Unless, unless unless some of them were at their homes, you know. But the governor didn't lose his. Mm-mm. Paxton no. is here. No. So that's, yeah, that's, well. the life, that's the world we live in, but we're going to make some changes because we are the change that we're looking for, right? That's right. Okay, I was saying to Mike, all he got to do down in East Texas is just say, Governor Abbott and freezing. And did you freeze this one? I said, them folks go yeah, up. Yeah, that's it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> they still, wait, we still trying to we still trying to repair pipes. Still trying to repair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go off. <laughs> we want him. Yeah, they gone. get mad. <laughs> still hey, trying to repair. Well, we're we here to help. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Help is that's on it. the way. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. That's exactly correct. Absolutely. Help is on the way. So, all right. So, what else is going on in the real world? I know well, what's going again, on. Well, again, we still Kamala. Uh, okay, Kamala Harris. Uh, she uh, she's on news. I don't know if y'all saw her uh, Sunday. She was talking about, you know, Biden put over the put over the uh, border issue. <clears throat> so she's going to go down to the to the uh, triangle. Uh, 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 countries down there in, in South America and. Uh, you know, she said that they that that, that that what happened was that Trump and them, you know, ripped out all the stuff that Biden had set up. So she's gonna wow. say they gotta go back down there and reset it up and this, that and other. And then we had to and then we had a conversation earlier about uh you know, like black folks, we need to invest we need to look long term and start start trying to figure out how can we invest in North America and that you know, they go to set that up, you know, how do we take right. that how do we take advantage of that, help them out, help us out. You know, that's right. He won't yeah. let me go down there. Since he won't let me go down, uh, nah. I, I want to go talk to the cartel and different folks. Like, no, I told him he can't go. No, I told him he can't go. No, he can't go. We got to put the suits down first. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got enough fight over here. I, I just want to say this quickly, gentlemen, that that has to be a pretty evil uh, person that hates themselves, that they would whip out things that would affect the entire nation just because you didn't win an election and you want to see the next fellow who won the election fail? Mm-hmm. That's a serious jealousy issue. Yep. That's a hatred. That's, a hatred. That's what we well, were on Sunday. Well, if you playing the, well, look, if you're playing the fascist global game, then it yeah. makes sense because what you need is chaos. You need all that for right. they you know, for they program to work. So it's I mean I mean it makes sense to me, you know, because that's what fascists do. They create that's chaos they, then take advantage of the but chaos. They have to. That's how they do. They can't govern yeah. without the chaos. Unless uh, they program uh, well, uh, you know, they don't well they're not interested in governing, they're interested in the chaos. And then mm-hmm. and then uh right. you know, you know, you serpent you know, put people against each other and then taking their rights. The next thing you know, you're a robotan. You know, you're just walking around, you know, doing folks mm-hmm. you. So that's what we're up against, y'all. This is a fascist situation. It's mm-hmm. real. You know, folks, right. you know, the media's still talking, the media's still talking nice to them, just like they mm-hmm. did Trump. 
We, right. They didn't start calling Trump a racist until he got rid of until, until about, what, about a month before the election? Yeah, he a racist. Right. Now, all these other years, they ain't say nothing. Well, you can't right. say you're racist. You know, so, right. and they're doing the same thing now with this Republican Party. Instead mm. of going on calling them fascists and racists, which is what they are, they playing mm. this, you know, this old school political rubric that don't even exist no more. And they playing like these, these are normal people, except for they not for democracy. And I'm saying, no, they need to be blowing them up every day, and they're not doing it right now. Same thing they did with Trump. Right. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, Arthur, people don't like the truth. You got to stop just saying that kind of stuff. I don't know. You know what? Pastor Cooper, they'll they'll believe a lie before they believe the truth. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I have to give him his own medicine back. We can't worry about what they're doing and not doing. We're going to stay focused with our internal issues and take care of those Uh, things. He didn't use my own own stuff on me. I I I'm big brother. Listen, I hang around with my big brother, my big sister, to learn some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I gotta be careful. Hey, I gotta be careful from now on. Now I know that you're listening. <laughs> uh, he was paying. He was I'm paying attention. attention. <laughs> I, I'm paying attention. Now. Well, I, just, I don't. Matter of fact, I, I was on a, a radio show, uh, and it was, it was all over California, Houston, somewhere. I don't know how many people. Uh, chimed in and uh the lady was trying to uh and she's a doctor herself and she was trying to nail me on the point about what i thought about insurrection and what i thought about uh what's that guy that you have sent to uh ted crazy cruz ted cruz there you go and uh him leaving and going to cancun and she wanted me to chastise him i said well i didn't vote for him why should i chastise something i don't own uh, exactly <laughs> he, he doesn't belong to me so I can't chastise. Right? I said I chastise my kids because they belong to me. I said I didn't vote for him. I have no part to do with it. And I say if I get enough people to vote with me, we'll get voting out the office. And that's what we talked about today. The other press conference we had today is that we're building a coalition across uh, across the state of Texas. And we said this earlier, Dr. McKellar, before you came on. And just like you was with okay. us in Austin, Texas, and you saw the Poor People's Campaign with us. You saw those babies with us. You you yeah. saw the uh, Texas uh, uh, Black Democrat Coalition. You saw Top. the Texas Black Caucus. We had uh, Top. James uh, uh, Ho Tops Tops Top. was there from yeah Tops was there from Houston. Well, today we also had a hundred plus uh, Black women with us. They said they called us up. They said we saw the press conference. We want to be there. We want to be a part of this thing that's taking it's taking root. It's right. taking uh, place right now and it's growing. And people from El Paso, my friend David Jones, the president. Of uh, the Northeast El Paso Democrats that always uh, brings around uh, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, my friend. She signed my book. Yeah. We've been uh, yeah. we've been pushing together for five years now. I saw her yeah. out there with Vice President Kamala Harris. I'm just telling you right now, it is coming together, and we are absolutely building a coalition with coalitions within ourselves. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> you laid it out, yeah. my brother. You laid it. <laughs> we've got to. <laughs> Well, I, you know, I, I'm just ecstatic. I'm half uh, excited about uh, what is to come, and uh, and and we just cannot uh, stop fighting. We're going to join in, and we're going to make sure that we bring others with us because it cannot just be a little handful, right? You know, you know what my right. my mantra is. Uh, 
that 20% of the people do 80% of the work. Well, we got to keep working so we can switch that thing around and exactly. have 80% of people out there. And so we only have exactly. to do 20% because they're doing some more. We can do less than 20% because we're all working together. This team over here working on this issue, and we're over here working on that issue. It's a lot of yep. issues for us to work That's on. right. So, so mm-hmm. you can't, yeah, can't, we can't work a handful of people to death. We need more people right. working. Exactly, exactly. Amen. Mm. And it's happening. It is happening. I'm telling you, I can feel the energy. It is happening. Absolutely. People know it's time. This is the time. This thing is bigger than us, and it's going to swell up to where it's going to catch fire. There you go. There you go. Well, I I tell you what, when we can can get a major organization like Black Voters Matter to come into Tyler, Texas, then we, we're making some progress, right? We're making mm-hmm. progress. Absolutely. And they're going to be at the Theodore Johns Library tomorrow at 12 noon. So if you, you listen go. to me, I will see you tomorrow at 12 noon at Theodore Johns, one of the first uh, civil rights attorneys in Beaumont, Texas, along with his friend, uh, Judge John Paul Davis. So uh, we have That's two libraries, the North End and South End. And we spend our tax dollars in these are beautiful facilities. And so we're going to be there. It's, that's our African-American museum that we put Absolutely. these two men on, on the point. Absolutely. Very good. Excellent. Outstanding. I wish I could be with you, but I got a lot of work at home. I got remember what we just said? We got to take care of home first, and then we can spread take out there. Home. That's right. <laughs> home first. Home yes. home. So, so Dr. Hagney and I got got plenty of work that's right true. here in Texas. That's right. This, 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 part, this part of East Texas. Hey, you know, right. we got that deep Texas, and then we got that East Texas. So we go out to East Texas, deep East Texas. We shared it. All the way, almost there. Yeah, we shared it. Yeah, we shared it. You know if you need any help. Sure, well, you, of course, you know, you, you know if you need any help, you know I got these two hands that pick cotton down here. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. That's good. That's good. I don't think women. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, well, it's 9.56. We got about four minutes, and everybody can do their wrap-up, and then we're going to let Miss Brianna play our theme song, and we're going to get ready to get out the doorway because guess what? I got to go take care of me, so that means I need food. I- I've been taking care of others all day, making sure that they're fed, <laughs> and, uh, and all I've been I'm, I'm waterlogged, but I need some food now. <laughs> so that, that, that means, God, listen, that means I'm going to have to stay up a little while because I can't go to bed on the interstate, with, which is stomach full, right? So I got to move around a little bit. <laughs> but it, it's, it's been a pleasurable day. I have so enjoyed myself, and I look forward to more of that. We look forward to when we can say, we can get together and know that our work has not been in vain. That's my final story. So I'm going to pass it around to the rest of you. We go Pastor Cooper, then we'll go to uh, Dr. Hagney, and then we'll go to, uh, to Mr. Arthur, and then we'll give it to Ms. Rihanna. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you again, sis. And real quick, again, uh, my name is Michael Cooper. I am a candidate for governor of Texas, and I'm here with all of your issues. So stay tuned, stay put, get ready. Uh, boots to the ground. Thank you. Good, good. I'm Dr. Hagner. I just want to, I just want to thank the churches, the role they're playing in our success with these vaccine sites in East Texas, 
And I just want to thank them for uh, what they're doing, providing the area and the space, and also the fellowship as they prepare and reach out in the community to assist us with this. So I just want to thank all of, all the churches and the pastors who are who are coming on board and assisting us with this this, this, this issue and this need. Thanks. Uh, and I just want to say, yeah, I just want to say, uh, uh, you know, you know, to listen to the audience and to my crew here, that this is what change looks like. Uh, we're in that moment. So now whatever you think America ought to be, then you need to be that. <laughs> Very good. Outstanding. Listen, gentlemen, thank you so much for running the show and my absence. So I see all I need to do is step out of the way and the brothers take over and run with so thank you very much for this evening. It's been a great day, and now we're going to turn it over to Miss Rihanna to pay, play our theme song, and then we'll be right back here again on next Monday, on Marvelous Monday, and it is indeed, indeed, it was a marvelous Monday. And just remember, also tomorrow, Camp V opens here. That's the Veterans uh, Center here in Tyler, Texas, on Front Street. Uh, that grand opening and ribbon cutting is tomorrow morning. And so uh, we have a special unit in there for just women only and issues that women have to deal with or have dealt with in the military. It's going to be a beautiful day, and we're looking out for the veterans here in Tyler, Texas, and East Texas. Thank you, and thank you, Ms. Rihanna, and we have a great evening, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Oh. To the heavens, no man, no weapon Formed against, yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, his spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it goes down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots be on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day when the glory comes, it will be out, it will be out. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure. Oh, oh.
man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win the war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes It will be